how is everyone? And I'm by everyone. Uh, I'm with Suge right now. Hi. Hi. So just so everyone knows, if you're watching on YouTube, you're, you're seeing a still shot of uh, the Vile Files. Uh, the reason why we're doing this is because we actually decided to re-record the intro to this episode. Uh, because mostly is that the hometown episode was more awesome than we anticipated. And the episode today with Janet Kramer is an episode that we actually recorded a few weeks ago and had been kind of waiting to drop it. It's a fun episode, but obviously we didn't have this episode then. And we thought, you know what, maybe we'll just skip a week of hometowns. And we kind of recorded an intro for it. We figured not much is going to happen. She's going to meet four guys' families, whatever. And then we watched it and it was like, damn. So I'm literally in New York right now underneath a sheet uh, in my <laughs> hotel room. So it sounds well. Suge is in studio. Rochelle is out at a wedding. She couldn't jump on. And so Suge and I, we're just going to, we're going to get into hometown episodes, shoot the shit a little bit. And then you guys will have Jenna Kramer uh, and myself for the rest of the episode. So exciting. So exciting. I mean, Suge, this is your first hometown episode that you've ever watched. It is my first hometown episode. And um, as far as your reaction, I can tell that it's not usually this very changing. Like, I feel like the whole game has changed. I have a different opinion about pretty much everybody. I think that her feelings have changed so much. Well, just so you know, she's no one's I, I haven't seen every season, but I don't think this has ever happened where the lead has kept for, like leads is like, no, I'm not sending anyone home. Like, you can't really do that. I'm, I've been trying well, to figure apparently out. Apparently you can. You can do that because no. she did. She did. But <laughs> you, so your opinion of everyone has changed. My, just to me, the dynamics feel like they've changed so much. Like, I really have to say as sweet as Pete is and how lovely they seem together, I just don't think that that's going to last. I think that it seemed a little bit surfacey, you know, and I just feel like the feelings have changed. You know, I don't know if, so I didn't get the sense that they changed, but I definitely agree with you that to me, I think, I feel like the relationships with her and Pete and even her and Tyler are almost too effortless. You know what I'm saying? Like it seems so carefree that it makes me wonder how invested she is. At least that's how it comes across. Interesting, because I feel like with Tyler, I feel like there's so many layers to why that sh can and could work out if she chose it. Like, not only is there passion between them, but it's just like I've said from the beginning, it just he feels so stable. Everything about him feels so good and so stable. I hope that he wins. Well, I mean, hope Tyler wins. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, I. I, I mean, he's coming across easily the best. So I totally get you on that end. I'm just not, do you think, do you see uh, Hannah like really that into him? I do. I do. I mean, my only confusion is, again, just like the rest of the world, are her feelings for Luke. And if those are interrupting or diluting her feelings towards like a Tyler, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I was, I will say, like, I kind of, other than, like, Pete having a condom in his car, which was pretty hysterical, like, I I was kind of bored with his and Tyler's hometown. But, like, I thought the, the Luke and Jed hometowns were, well, like, well, at least from a drama standpoint, really interesting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Have you ever had you a guy have that? a condom in your car? His car? Um... 
<laughs> not that I recall. No. Just no. like right in the right in the. I mean, you got at the same safety time. Safety first. Safety, safety first. first. You can't like you know what. I don't knock Pete for anything. There's just something about their chemistry. Because you know when somebody just says to you every time they're with you, I like you so much. I like you so much. But it doesn't really go beyond that. Like it's, I don't feel Mike. like, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I'm seeing the same thing with Pete. And it's very sweet. And I really do think that Pete really feels that way. But I just don't think there's a lot for Hannah to hold on to, you know, to really like sink her teeth into any depth in conversation or anything. It's all very nice, but that's kind of the end of it. I mean, well, all we know about Pete in his hometown is that whether he's flying you or you're having sex, he's going to get you there safely. <laughs> True. Did you write that one down? I, you know, I, you know, I tweeted it. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Really what did you, what did you think of Jed? I mean, his, his, I feel like his family's super butthurt he didn't end up on American Idol. Like, the whole time I was, I mean, like, this is all based off the scandal of, like, his other girlfriend or whatever. Like, I think it would have been interesting had that not came out. It makes it ten times more interesting that there's these stories about Jed going into the show with the girlfriend and only doing this for his music career. And then meeting his family and, and being kind of a dick to Hannah. And not shutting up about like his passion for music as if someone can't sing and fall in love at the same time. It was just like, it was bizarre. It was just like. And also, I thought that his behavior at the end was unacceptable. I thought all of the boys, the way that they were reacting to her wanting Luke to stay on and them like huddling right beside him where they could hear and being like, fuck this guy. It's so rude and absolutely just uncalled for and Jed being like, why, why is he too, why is she doing this? It's like, bro, you have a girlfriend, shut up. Yeah, I totally, I mean, like, again, I mean, they obviously don't like Luke. I, I don't know. I mean, as far as I'm not defending Luke at all, but I definitely agree with you a little bit more, at least your point in early in the season that, it doesn't excuse the thing he he says, and his constantly having this like uncanny ability to shame Hannah, but like just in the sense that like he is a true believer, and like watching how hardcore religious his family is, and they certainly like whether you agree with his uh, ideologies or whatever, they're clearly hardcore, and I just thought it was fascinating to at least understand Luke's point of view better. Yes, like I don't agree with it. And it's not right and it doesn't make his ignorance okay, but at least I, I, I don't, he's not faking his faith. There it is. That, right? Like, mm -hmm. also, his mom's kind of hot. His mom was gorgeous. His her mom's a total gay. Her, 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 her skin, her, her face, her hair, gorgeous. Oh, her, her, it's her face. She's a total babe. A total babe. Um, that's what a level Jesus will do for you. Um, no, but I, you know, what was so nice is how loved Luke is and to see a very different reflection of people who love him. And, you know, it's, it's like Hannah said, you can see through it. If you look that there is a heart there. Yes. He's confused. Yes. He has really bad tendencies. I would say he has anger issues, but it's all based in some sort of agreement or truth that he made with himself, you know, and I, 
no, I totally agree with that. Again, not excusing the things he says at times, but like the love that his family has for him doesn't come from anywhere. Like you, again, you don't have to agree with him, but all I'm saying is I kind of agree with you that like, well, it will have to come from him. I think he has the ability to become less ignorant and to become more open-minded and to realize how he speaks to Hannah is misogynistic and gaslighting and condescending and shaming her. And not that it's an excuse, but I don't think he really necessarily intends to. I just think that's how he, it's like this kind of contradiction of trying to like live his gospel, so to speak, and, and sounding judgmental. And again, not excusing it, but at least helps me understand him a little bit better. It's, I don't know. It's, it's so interesting because it's as if he was taught what it means to love or what it means to be in a marriage. And he's never been close to that before, right? And he's taught that if you're in a marriage, you don't sleep with anybody else. And when you're in love, you only sleep with one person and your body is sacred and you don't give your holes to anybody else or whatever that says in the scriptures. I'm sure that's very or something like, yeah, don't give your holes away. Uh-huh. But like, even the way he shames Hannah, it's almost like he would shame himself, right? Like, like he used to have sex and he he has this like, boring script about meeting God in the shower and fucking all the time and in and, and college or whatever. But like, and I, you know, and that's the interesting part is I think people who are, you know, sometimes I've talked about this and, you know, with the show of my parents is that like, while religion and faith can be great, it has this kind of uncanny ability to have people judge other people, especially if they're feeling like strong in their faith and they feel like they've, they made changes. That's, what's always interesting. Like if you feel like you've, you know, you weren't like walking the right path and now you are people like that have a, this really a, like easy ability to like judge everyone and make other people feel judged because it's like they've they've corrected their mistakes and and they don't do that anymore. So now they just easily criticize other people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's more than that, more that than than Luke just being a dick. Agreed. I just got a text <laughs> on my computer. Sorry, guys, we'll have to. It's okay. I, we're, all, anyways, we're all picturing you in New York under your sheet. I'm under my sheet. I just like, <laughs> I'm curious what's going to happen. Cause honestly, like production wise, I, I really wondered when it was happening, like did production have any inclination that she was going to do this? And from everything I've been told and from what I saw, I don't think so. I think that was like a really sincere moment. Also, she would have to be an incredible actor to really pull that off. Cause she truly looked rattled, but it makes me wonder who she was sending home. Like going into that rose ceremony. I have to think it's Luke. I mean, she did keep saying she had no idea. She just thought she would know when she walked into the room, which is, and she was shaking as she was choosing the roses. I believed every minute of it. I don't think as an actor, as you called it, I I can spot him. And I don't think that that was acting. That felt very genuine. But also sometimes like there's our rose ceremonies where the distribution of roses, uh, how it's actually handed out in real time, isn't how you see it on TV. But there's no way they could have edited this because there were like you saw the like the three minutes where the guys were huddled up with roses. So like Tyler and Pete got the first two roses. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like, who was the guy who was going to go home? Was it, you know, no, I think it was Luke. I think why she left Jed's date crying. I guess, you know, you're right. There's like two. Yeah, you're right. I mean, her family was a total dick to her and they were basically like i don't know like he's gonna play music i mean do you want to ruin his career for love 
is this real? You've only That's known each true. other for two maybe, weeks. Maybe. I just thought Jed was the front runner after less episodes. So it was just hard for me to picture. I, I will say when, when Tyler and, and Pete got the first two roses, I was shocked. Who did you think was going to go home? Tyler's going to win. I thought Pete for sure was going to go home. Yeah, I, could I, see. I, mean, I, I, thought, I I thought maybe Pete was going home too. I agreed with you that like she likes Pete. Pete's nice. Pete's fun to make out with. But like I just didn't see the relationship that I'm seeing with everyone else. I know. That's why it all felt a little bit scammy. That's the only thing that made me think like, hmm. I don't know. But I, I, no, I don't. I, that's why I'm, I'm still all in on this season just because I really don't. I think you're seeing some really authentic um, confusion on Hannah's part. and. Yeah, it's fascinating. I'm super into it. And next week, I think we find out who the windmill boy is. The what boy? Oh, the windmill boy. Yeah, who who does Hannah fuck in a windmill? Yeah, dude, that was harsh. Any who guesses? does Hannah make love to in a windmill? <laughs> she yeah. said fuck. I'm using her words. She did? Yeah, she said I fucked in a windmill. Yeah. What? What do you mean? What's wrong with that? It just doesn't alliterate very nicely. <laughs> <laughs> you know what she's she's you living know, it her truth doesn't sound like the name of a song about a windmill That's <laughs> uh who's your who's your windmill boy tyler everything is tyler from now on i think the show should just be called tyler and that's it i'm sold mm. i you know why it's because you told me to go on his instagram and that's good right oh he's so authentic and genuine and he's doing such good and he's helping the kids oh everybody i hope that tyler wins <laughs> All right. Well, all right. We had, we, I don't know. I'm glad we, I'm glad we took the time to talk about it just because I don't think we could have skipped all that and uh, just breeze past it when we reconvene next week, but hopefully we'll have the full team back next week with uh, me, you and Rochelle and uh, our mystery guest who <laughs> haven't decided it's going to be yet. But speaking of guests coming up next, my friend, Janet Kramer, Shug is not on this particular podcast. Rochelle is back with us. We're just kind of, we're just playing musical chairs right now with, with mm-hmm. YouTube. But um, Jenna is awesome. It's a really, I hope you, I think you're going to love it. Um, if you've ever been cheated on, have cheated, if you ever had uh, interest in what uh, it means to be a sex addict or love addict, uh, Jenna talks a lot about it. She's really open. Uh, Jenna, I have a very fun, uh, friendly, and kind of uh, contentious, sometimes playful relationship. She she uh she's played hard on me in a fun way and so if, if you like to hear someone giving me a hard time you'll certainly enjoy this but uh, i love Jana, and it was a lot of fun uh bantering with her and i think you'll really enjoy it and uh, as always guys thanks for taking the time don't forget to rate us five stars uh, we love you very much and uh, we'll all be together in studio and for those of you watching on youtube you'll get the uh video version of uh, the Jana coming up next Jana Kramer. <laughs> so beautiful. I'm literally covering my hairy legs with a sweatshirt right now. Like Glamour. that's how that's how like you not think ready they're for that sex. hairy that these high definition. Oh cameras, yeah, they're super hairy. I think most people listen Dude, to this I'm podcast. Ma- I'm married with two kids, packing cross country move right now. Like, didn't have time to shave my. You're legs. moving. Yeah, I'm moving to Nashville in a, a week and a half. So literally, I came from really? packing the kitchen to come to do this. Not podcast. that we ever hang out, but I <laughs> guess it's just goodbye. This is this is goodbye. <laughs> why? Why are you moving to Nashville? Well, because I have two kids, a family, and we want to be able. So okay, I'm from the Midwest. So same. What part? Uh, Rochester Hills, Michigan. What about you? 
Waukesha. Waukesha? Wisconsin. 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 So we're kind of close. So I grew up obviously in real grass. Like right now we have AstroTurf in our backyard. So if we were going to be able to afford something in California, we would have to move out to Valencia or like freaking far out. So I'm like, that's basically Nashville, you know? Great. And I don't really need to be here anymore for my work. Like I've been able to make it where I can just self-tape for auditions and do whatever. And I want my kids to be able to ride their bike to, you know, their friend's house without me freaking out about some homeless man. Like I just saw a homeless man literally butt, butt ass naked taking a piss How's by our house. How is his butt? Where do you live? I didn't look. A Studio City. <laughs> Trust me, I didn't look. My That's husband was like, a, why uh, are you staring? I was like, uh, I'm trying not to stare. It's just like, it's right in front of our house. You know what I've noticed about the homeless? Oh, no. In LA? Uh, it's, there's like an actual epidemic. I was reading an interview or an article the other day saying it's 86%. No, Nick's going to talk about how hot their bodies are. Is that the what you're They have incredible I knew it. hair. I knew it. Oh, hair? Hair. I don't know oh. if... <laughs> well it's because so every homeless if you guy don't... I see has like this like mane of hair oh there's me and my husband look at that oh. that was on our anniversary happy four years boo <laughs> how do we know you know other? that could have been you <laughs> tell me about that oh. let's 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 dive into that um so i met nick the very first time i ever met nick i was going to an interview and i believe it was um ktla yeah ktla i don't remember this i was so excited to meet him because he had just finished i think you just finished uh mm, no it was like caitlin season really yeah it was before you did paradise it was a while ago because it was was before i was with guarded broken man at that point yeah and so i was my publicist is like oh my gosh nick vial's here and i'm like oh my gosh make him stay i really want to meet him so i get super pumped up and i see you walking back to the cars to back to the car and you were so douchey like how you were the douchey? biggest douche how was i douchey? i was like hey nick i'm jana nice to meet you and you're like hey and i was just like oh. wait wait uh, wait i just oh, said like, nice to i just, I just said hey but it's how you said, hey, you basically dismissed me and were like, why is this little fan saying hi to me? I, so clearly you had no idea, which I would not expect all, you to know like who I am. That's fine. Wait. 100%. <laughs> but it just felt very dismissive. Yes. So I just was like, man, okay, wait, he's a douchebag. Everyone was right. Wait, is dismissive? <laughs> and then I walked away and was like, that was a disappointment. Is dismissive douchey? In my opinion, yes. Be- well, because you had also that persona already that you were kind of a douchebag. How? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I gotta go. Oh no! But oh, I no. just—he wasn't expecting this. No, I was totally expecting okay. this. <laughs> he, I've he, heard this story. He likes this, yeah. So that's why I was totally bummed because you seemed because I was like, there's has to be something there if these girls kept you all the way to the end. Mm. But there was something that didn't get you to the final. Well, I don't know if it. Would I know what it is. Either though. it's overly confidence. Wait, hold overly on. Overly confident. They, they. they <laughs> I think Andy and Caitlin pick uh, Josh and and Sean because they liked them better than me. But there's a reason for that. <laughs> I'm loving this. Okay, <laughs> I don't think so. I, and there, as it relates to the you show, know, because as it relates to, they were the you just like that little piece, you know, like you're a little too confident. I'm too confident. Yeah, I think Com- you can be too confident. About what? Well, I, you just you know you just seem a little confident. <gasps> A little confident or too confident? Too confident. You don't think it's insecurity? I think it's 100% insecurity. That's the thing. I think you're insecure. That's why I said to you when you were on our podcast, wind up, um, there was something you, you don't, you don't fully go there. You're not fully breaking in 
Like you're hiding something. How many minutes have we <laughs> actually spoken with each other? Mm, probably 42 minutes combined. 42. I think that's high. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you were on our podcast ever, 30. Ever talking Vegas, like... we talked on the by the blackjack table. We did. For about 10. Oh. Yeah. Um, no, there was no. Oh. <laughs> I was eight months pregnant. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's funny. I was talking with Rochelle before you showed up. I'm, I'm, I'm. I I have I'm good at reading people as Rochelle's. He is. I'll admit it. Um, I do think people will, people. I it's a, like we talked about this on your podcast. People constantly, I, I think, are trying to figure me out. I don't know necessarily why. I think there's hints of truth to some people say I'm a confident person. What do you mean by overconfident? Sometimes overconfidence, overconfidence suggests, can... suggests I don't have reason to be as confident as you might perceive me no. to be. No, no. I just think sometimes overconfidence maybe is dismissive to other people's. I have always been. I've always been. I have a, an ability to be aloof. <laughs> a, like not a gift, a true gift. Not a gift. It's just a trait, I guess. Ability, I guess, implies that it's like something you want. Yeah. <laughs> I have this really amazing ability i don't know if you know no, this look, like we all have our stuff you know what i mean like miss giggles over there is I'm you know sorry, we're, I love we, we all have our issues yeah Just no how I, have I don't my, doubt i have a, a little bit of uh, of issues i definitely am good at in both in a positive and a negative way as it relates to me mm -hmm. uh an ability to not give a fuck that is not always positive for me and not always and sometimes it does serve me well and i can be but you're not giving a fuck though when you're in a relationship. If you're talking to the person like that, when they, I'm in a feel really stupid. When I'm in a relationship, I give lots of fucks. Okay, but if you think you're the one always right though, and how you maybe are overly confident with certain things, a person might feel. We're, you we're talking being, about a few different things. Am I well, over, no, no, no. Am I, am I both? Am I always right and overconfident, or is my always rightness? It could play, be both. But in a thing. relationship, if you're being overly confident and you also think that your word is the right thing. To the other, like to the girl, I'm like, oh, I feel you, you might make me feel stupid when, when you have the the that's, real higher power that's, opinion. That's a fair. Uh, uh, I think that's a f potentially fair observation. Uh, as it relates to Andy and Caitlin, again, when I'm in a relationship, I I have found myself. I think we said this on your podcast is that I am a big personality, but the women I have dated also have big personalities. Huge, and I have tended to be, if any of the two mm -hmm. kind of played the more subservient role, it was me to do that, but not totally submissive. So at first, and what I'm saying is like, I like a strong woman, so I liked her to be opinionated and strong. Um, but then also you I've, want to take that voice away though too. I didn't never want to take it away, but I also wanted to be heard. Well, right, right, right. Which right? takes away, which kind of silences them. And yes, yeah. uh, I definitely, listen, I, I think as it relates to Caitlin and Andy, there's reasons why they didn't pick me mm -hmm. uh, and why, and they ultimately liked Josh and Sean better. If you want to like get into the weeds of it. Yeah. I was very different than their type of guy. Uh, Sean and I are very different. Like Caitlin does like, a stage we all know this uh and i'm fine with sharing a stage but i'm not necessarily fine with giving the stage away get it right you guys can share you guys can i'm fine with there. sharing hey some guys people, welcome to uh relationship talk with nick and jana sometimes <laughs> i don't sometimes people don't there's in a lot of relationships some we, we some there's the people who like 
like they're the if if it's the man is like he's the he's the one everyone notices yeah and then in other relationships the woman where she's she's kind of the the alpha in the relationship mm-hmm. I like, way, I like a I like a yin and a yang and it's harder to find. Um, I agree with you. Also, um, thank you for giving me the oils. I'm obsessed. I actually just put some on my on my mic <laughs> so I can smell it. Thank you for saying that. No, so, I just pulled this out of my purse um because I'm a little stressed right now with the move. So I just put some on my She's holding our release blend. Do you like the diffuser I gave you? I do like the diffuser. I have a question about it though, because I put it in my son's room. Mm-hmm. Does it have to be Cause look at the, it's going down. So I'm trying to like get it to go up. Do I have to put it on like a higher What do you mean up? Table? Well, it's going up, but it's water vapor and it's lighter than air. So it's you know, gra- like gravity. But I feel like it's only hitting like the floor. Well, it's, it's you know, it's going all over. <laughs> are you sure? Well, this is I... water steam and eventually it's, uh, it's diffused. The essential oils are going to vaporize into the air and you don't, you're not going to see them. You know, that's just the steam. It just makes me feel like it needs to be on a higher table. So I've been so trying to put it like. To I, I don't necessarily think it needs to. Okay. It, yeah. Um, it's going to reach about 600 square feet. So right. certainly more than your son's room. Well, I and like then, the roller too. You have a different setting. So thank you. I'm glad you like it. Uh First time customers are getting 20% off right now. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Because I need some more. Do you ever bathe in it? Um, no, but I want to, you, you know what I started out? doing? I put it in my steamer the other day. So I have this like facial steamer uh-huh. and I put it in there. Cool. It was amazing. Oh, you should try that's that. That's a good idea. Yeah. I yeah. don't have a facial steamer. It's really good. And this, so it's like a spa all in one. Ooh. Yeah. Smells good. And your pores are getting nicely toxified. Were you surprised I have such a high quality product? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm trying to figure out your guys' relationship. We're like brother and sister. No, I, <laughs> I asked pick. that question because like I am pro- like I knew when I started Natural Habits that it would surprise a lot of people that I would own and operate an essential oil company and quality was a big deal to me. And I just, whether, whether it's the packaging and, and the quality of the oils, I think, you know, when I do when, like the packaging. When people cool. thought of me doing it, I, I assumed a lot of people would assume that it wasn't necessarily really mine or that uh, it wouldn't necessarily be high quality. And so- Like I, you just put your name on it. Yes. And, and yeah. so I am, I like asking that question because I actually would prefer when people say they are. No, I genuinely like it and I do love, because I like the black and white too. It's my favorite. USDA combo. organic certified. Which a lot of the oils I've found out are not uh, organic. Know. So, and I love that. Like, look how good that looks. What does 100% pure really mean, you know? I don't, I don't think anything can be really 100% pure. Well, I mean, we- Besides like, my baby. We are, so it's, well, that's what I'm saying. It's not, it doesn't necessarily, I mean, we are in a sense. Right. But what does that mean? Anyone can say it. Anyways, yeah. Anyways thanks hi. for, thanks for- um, <laughs> So what is your take on our relationship? <sighs> oh, I just feel like you came in guns blazing, but I'm all here for it. I just think it's the, like that, you know, brother, sister you're relationship. Saying, you're telling it like it is, and I think that's refreshing. Do you want kids? Very much so. When? Tomorrow. Really? I I definitely. Is that true though? I absolutely have baby fever. Yeah. Yeah, but enough to like be in a committed relationship. (laughs) You guys would make really cute babies though. You and Andy. Yeah. Aww. What could have been? What could have been? Listen, Andy's great. Um, I just think I would have been exhausted. I like him. I I, we've talked about this in the other week. When mm-hmm. it comes when it comes to Andy, I have uh, 
she can always be mad at me for the after the final rose and she has the right to be. Uh, we've made up what I've said multiple times. I have tried F endlessly to have like a, uh, like an amicable and, and like a friendship with her. And sometimes she's seems to, and sometimes not. She's and just hard. Okay. hard yeah. So it's like, it is what it is. You guys are just doing you and that's, that's all you can do. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I can, uh, I'm, uh, I am who I am. I don't know. I, I don't, uh, I don't think I, I have always throughout my life been accused of being cocky or overconfident from time. Oh, I mean, since I can remember. Oh, really? When you're little? Uh-huh. It always had, it always bugged me. Um, because there's a, I, I'm, pr I'm proud that I am a confident person and I am a confident person. I often think the criticism I get from cocky has to do with, uh, my demeanor sometimes, because sometimes I will walk in a room and I won't be smiling all the time. I will be maybe even in my head, I won't be overly engaging. And then I think people will look at me and then make assumptions based off of that. Like, I mean, for I... example, when I met you, mm -hmm. you had an ex an excitement and expectation. I didn't know who you were at the time. It's fine. Um, and I didn't meet your expectations. Mm -hmm. And then that well, made me Well, because you weren't friendly. Like you don't care how you make people feel, maybe? Is that what it is? What? You don't care how you make people feel. I very much do. But in you, fact, when I hear these but like stories- But you didn't it, even like smile when you, like when you, when I meet someone, like, hey, nice to meet you. I wouldn't be like, hey, nice to meet you. Again, I'm not excusing it and I'm not saying like, it's literally okay. Literally, that's what it was. And I was like- I'm not excusing it and I'm not saying it's okay. And I'm not saying I like hearing these stories. Sure. Uh, I'm saying that uh, as opposed to it's because I'm a douche and I think I'm awesome. It's probably had more to do with the fact that I was worrying about something. And if it was right after Caitlin's season, God only knows what was going on in my head at that time. <laughs> no, I, um, look, and, I, I get that. I think everyone has, because I'm sure there are times when people meet me on the wrong day and they're like, man, she was a B-I-T-C-H. Like I, I can see how that sometimes when you're not in the, having the, a good day, but you have to also think about it. There might be some truth to, if you're hearing it multiple times, like if I heard if I was a bitch 24 seven from a lot of people or the majority of the time, I would do an inventory check of, all right, hey, like maybe I do need to change something up. I think I do that all the time, but also like, again, there's a plenty of people who like- But I'm, you don't care enough, like, because you're confident I to don't, actually make the change. I don't care enough in the sense that, well, that's true. Because this is it. I so then do, you're going to continuously get those comments then. May I finish? Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not until you. We're going to get a bunch of people like, they kept interrupting each other. Um, listen, I, I, I'm, listen I, well, I'm always in my head to the point of being too much. I mean, my closest friends will tell me, Nick, get out of your head, or you spend too much time thinking about that, it will cause anxiety, and you're too self critical. So clearly I care and I do analyze and and try to make appropriate changes. I, um, as it relates to like meeting people in person or of a fan who comes, I do actively, I'm always going out of my way to say nice, to introduce myself, to ask their name. Like for example, if a, if someone comes up and says, oh my God, you Nick from The Bachelor? Except yes. to Jana Graham. Except to Jana Graham. <laughs> I'm, I don't, I don't bat a, a, a thousand, you know? Um, and you know, sometimes I, I, I will have to say like, it doesn't necessarily come natural for me. I have to be like, all right, Nick, be present, uh, rem like ask questions. No, I do get that. Like um, I have a friend that's very, you know, she's, she's very shy. She's very closed off. 
But in a room with just us, she'd be amazing. But in maybe social settings. So it's really hard because people think she's a bitch. People think that she's not nice. But it's like, no, she just doesn't like these kind of settings. So she's uncomfortable. It also can it, it also can vary too with me. Again, my first experience in, in Bachelor Nation uh, wasn't super positive, right? And so most people that you meet in person were, were it's always like the 90% were great, but there's always that 10% who was critical or like you could tell they weren't a fan of you and sometimes they'd let you know or they'd ask a bunch of questions. And then I just became more guarded and just kind of like, all right here, you know, and again, that's, you know, it's so that is, that kind of plays a role into all that. But again, I've always, and to the point of not caring, you asked, mm-hmm. I am secure with myself and I am proud that I don't care so much that I'm willing to change who I am because I think there are, and I'm not saying that to mean that gives you a right to like be a dick or be a jerk, but there are some people who are so uh, worried about not being liked by everyone they can't be who they are do you think you're a narcissist uh no no okay i think i thought about being uh, do you think i'm a narcissist Mm, you should just do the checklist and see (laughs) i've done the checklist (laughs) you have because you thought you were one i'm i I, i've you know i I could be a sociopath i don't know like i i'm open to anything okay what makes you say that well, I mean, we've spent the last 30 minutes just talking about you. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. This show opened up with Jana telling me about me, and then I am answering the question, and then you but say... You, but I'm, here's the thing, you're, you're like, it's a little like long, so it's like you're, you're trying to, to make up. You. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> it's like you're trying to I, just... I said it that way on purpose. Uh, that's very inappropriate. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, no, I just, just, I'm just messing with you. I love this. I'm fine with it. Do you think I'm? I'm. I'm open. Like, see, I will also think. I. 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 I'm fine with it. I will. We can do this. I don't know if that makes me a narcissist because I'm fine with taking criticism. No, it's. I. I think that you're also just. You keep going with it, so I think that you have an issue with it. Going with what? The conversation about it. It shows that it's you... It's a podcast. Talk no. about things. Should I be shutting things down? <laughs> no, but if we were in a therapy <laughs> You asked me a question. No. Next question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you think this? Absolutely not. Next? Next. Nope. Absolutely not. Is that what I, is that what I can expect from you when I ask you questions? Totally. To give me one word answers? Yep. Nope. <laughs> You love me. No. And, uh, I was just playing with you. And this no, is my problem. I'm I, very sarcastic. And that's, I get into that issue all the I'm, time. F- I'm not a, wait, I'm a very sensitive person at times or sensitive things, but I, I'm not a defensive sense. Like it doesn't. Yeah. I just, but that's been my issue. Like I, me and my husband would get in, I mean, people were angry at me on my podcast because I say things that I don't realize that aren't nice, but I'm just trying to be funny. And so, so I have to like backpedal a lot and say, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry, Nick, if I hurt your feelings. You did not. Without knowing too much about me. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're back on you again? Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Do you think we're similar? You, are you projecting maybe a little bit? Because in a lot of ways... I think we are very similar, yes. Good. We, I think, But I think that's why we banter. And I think that's why we yeah. would clash severely if we ever met in a different lifetime. Uh, because if we, we are dated... S- like in a different lifetime. Explosive. Ex- terrible. 
entertaining. I mean, I met your husband. He seems like a really nice guy. He's a great guy. I have some questions. Okay. I have answers. Great. I am. They, they go with yes and no. Are they? <laughs> I'm a naturally curious person and I, I'm not a judgmental person. Know this when I ask a lot of questions. Okay. I don't Sorry, like, you've been very open about your marriage yes. with Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I commend you for that. I think that's really awesome. Uh, I think, again, in a positive way, I think where you remind me of me is that you, I don't like the, you're authentically yourself in the sense that you, uh, n- you might have a big personality, you might talk a lot, you might be confident, but you're not willing to talk about your not so shiny parts of your life, mm-hmm. which make you interesting. Thanks. I don't want to say that I'm, you know, that would, you know, but, but the, you know, I like that about you. Thank you, Nick. So you've been very open about your marriage. Is it hard for you to give compliments? <laughs> Actually, no, not at all. Oh, Rochelle, I, do I compliment you? Oh, yeah. And my, that, that's a total no. <laughs> here's what I do, actually. I, 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 I don't feel a little bit like insults, I'll be honest. Sometimes. Uh, I, <laughs> wow. don't, I don't compliment easier, but you know, when I do compliment you, I'll, you're like, not, I'm not talking about necessarily He's, you. Should just stop, you should stop. You're like backpedaling. <laughs> just take her, her I'm, I'm criticism you, and I'm, then just. Now we can move I forward. We can well, be I'm very not talking nice. to maybe Michelle's the wrong person. I <laughs> oh my God. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't. Rochelle and I have a very unique relationship that's unique evolving. Um, but uh, no so you've been, very, you've been very open about your relationship with, with Mike and yes. specifically his sex addiction. Yeah. If I, my memory serves. Mm-hmm. Tell me about sex addiction. A sex addiction. I, I don't. Addiction. Yes. Can you say that? Sex edition. <laughs> sex, Do we sex. have a speech problem? Oh, my kid does too. I think so. Sometimes. <laughs> I can't say bachelor. Bachelor. You just said it. Did I though? <laughs> my sweet daughter has a great speech therapist if you need her. Her name's Deborah. Okay. She's maybe. awesome. Oh, we should have her on. Uh, She's Mike, really good. Mike has a sex addiction. He, yes, he's a sex addict. What does that mean? So um, he goes, well, he's, um, he uses... He has in his past used sex inappropriate in ways to um, shield him from feeling things or having emotions or his escape goat. So with let's just compare it to alcohol or drugs, because I think that's an easier one for people to understand. So, you know, when if you want to just forget about the day and you're having a hard time or maybe, you know, your parents were abusive or whatever, like what you led to. So you went to alcohol and you became an alcoholic because of your maybe family of origin stuff that you went through, he used sex. So instead of alcohol or drugs, his his addiction was sex. His addiction was, so anytime when he was younger and he felt stressed or he felt overwhelmed. So like, like I need to go have would, sex with somebody. He would, he would go and have sex, but it wasn't like- was he, he having sex with at the time? Well, and so here's like when he was younger, you know, it started with, I, a lot of it starts with the porn addiction where you watch porn and it, it becomes- porn related. Uh, I was curious about that. Well, some can, like some can start with porn, some cannot, but he started watching porn at a really young, young age and he, and by the way, I'm, for those that are listening to my husband has spoken openly about this. So I don't feel bad speaking on his behalf too. So I just want to like, cause I do respect my husband and his journey. He's had, well, you, you've been, you guys have both been, it's like yeah. kind of the overall, like a framework of your podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. so, I mean, he, you know, he started watching porn and when the when porn wasn't enough, it didn't excite him enough. That's when you go, okay, I'm going to start cheating on my girlfriend. So you cheat on people. And then when the girlfriend 
when the, the fairs weren't enough, then you start, you know, going to other places that people can clubs uh, anywhere you they that he did could you, have found that. When did he identify his sex addiction? Addiction. Addiction. <laughs> um, he, um, I caught him and you caught him. I did. In the act. No. Um. He. There was a lot of things that were going wrong. Um. In our in our marriage, we were about a year in, and um, my girlfriend Sarah Bryce, who I don't know if you listen to country music, but Lee Bryce, um, his wife and I are besties, and mm-hmm. she's like. I'm sorry to say this, but your husband is cheating on you. And I was like, what? Like, how do you know? Like, what do you, like, what do you mean? She's like, from the things that he's, you've told me about him and confided in me, she's like, you need to do some research. And so I did some research and. So like she was saying as an outsider. The things that he's saying isn't normal. How he's acting isn't normal. Like it's patterns. His patterns are not normal. Sure. But I'm like, how? Like he cheated on me before when we were just dating. And I found out because an Instagram girl reached out to me. And how did you. And okay, and how did you handle that? <laughs> that I had che- I've cheated in almost every relationship. You've cheated. Yes. And so I Why? Um because I Are you a sex addict? No, I was a love addict. I am a love addict. Okay. Cool. Just There's so many differences. Can't you just be a cheater? You can. can and you, some are and some are just, just that's a thing. Like people you know, like, no, and that's a thing. Like a lot of people are like, well, they think sex addiction is just an excuse. I can understand why people think that, that but that is a, a thought that crossed my mind. Sure. And I totally I totally respect that. But because a lot of people don't understand sex addiction because it is such a new uh, it's not as socially acceptable yet. But when when you sit in those meetings in sex addiction, you know, um 12 step meetings, there is a difference between a cheater and a sex addict. When you are going out of your way to get that fix. Yeah, it, may, it makes sense. I get that. That is so different than just cheating on your wife one time or two times or three. It, it is very different. When you go to such lengths to get that fix. When you like, yeah. If I were the victim in a mm-hmm. sex addict situation, mm-hmm. I could, I get like, I totally get the logic, right? I get that. I mean, I guess you can be addicted to anything. I get the whole idea of a fix. and But I guess my question would be, well, I'm still in a relationship with you. And even though you needed to to do that, like w- the lying about doing it, mm-hmm. um, like take it for like an alcoholic store point of view, right? Like if you're married to an alcoholic, mm-hmm. um, they're still usually drinking in front of you, right? They're if you're married to an alcoholic. Let's say if you were married in to, recovery, they shouldn't be drinking in front of you. No, but let's say before they've identified they're an oh, alcoholic, right, right, right? Right? Like there's plenty of people who are probably alcoholics that aren't in AA and haven't said I'm an alcoholic, right? Mm-hmm. They say that's the first step is admitting you have a problem. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like are heavy drinkers, and it's just like, well, you know, he's just a fun guy who likes to throw a few back. Yeah. And so you're in the relationship, and you're not hiding it. Like, I am married to uh, this person, and they drink a lot. And, you know, as the friend, you're just like, hey, I don't mean to, but are you you sure your husband or wife doesn't have maybe a drinking problem? Mm -hmm. They're like, they not function. And so that, and so they're not hiding that aspect. Mm -hmm. And so in a sex addiction, I get that addiction, I can't talk today. In a sex addiction situation, uh, he is addicted to the sex, and I get that, 
but the choice of hiding it and lying about it and the cheating, I feel like that's part of the addiction. It's another choice. That's part of the addiction. That's part of the insanity with it. I mean, that's, you know, he wasn't sleeping with me either. So that was something that was always, that was, I think, the hardest thing to get past as mm-hmm. like the spouse of an addict being like, you could sleep with all these women, but yet you couldn't sleep with me. And that's hard. And I now, I now understand it. But in the beginning, again, it's the lying is part of the cycle. The lying is part of the addiction that, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, if he knew the truth from, like, he was always lying, always. I mean, he'd say he'd go to rehab for his knee that he was trying to fix to get back into football. And it was, he was going to a hotel and, but coming home and lying about it, like that's also feeding the addiction was the lies. How? I, what, so how do you handle that? <laughs> but like, right. Like, I don't, yeah. that, that would be tough. I empathize. We're like, Look, when I found out about everything, I had a six-month-old little girl. Sure. And I, I mean, it was just shocking. You know, I'm like, you know, when I found out that he met one of his affairs at his bachelor party and continued to have, you know, sexual relations for a very long time. And then all these other things that I found out, I'm just like, it just, your whole entire world just like flips upside down. And Mm -hmm. so then he went to treatment for three months. And I was just essentially a single mom at that point. I'm like, what just happened? Like my life, like where did my family just go? So, and I think everyone, you know, every single one of my friends was like, you have to leave him. But there was something still inside of me where I just, I came from a divorced family and there's nothing against parents that leave. I totally understand that. But for me, I had to be able to tell my daughter that I tried everything. And at this point now, if it happens again, I mean, we know what's going to happen, but for us, it's, I know I can look at my kids and be like, I, I tried and this just isn't going to work. It's ultimately a choice. Um, the easy and when- route out is to leave. And I just didn't want to take that route until I went down every avenue to try to fix it. And he was willing to work it too. Well, I don't want to say the easy route out is to leave. 100%. Well, listen, it's, it's, it's so easy to leave. You know, easier to be to file for papers. And it's, it was harder to be around the three of us together because you know, I think what you're you're doing is awesome and commendable. I don't necessarily. Well, I don't think for the people out there mm-hmm. who are cheated on and then choose to leave, I don't think it's necessarily fair to say they're taking the easy route out. I think they have every right in that moment, every right to uh, say this isn't for me, regardless if that person is just a cheater or a sex addict. I also think it's yeah. great that you. Uh, you have every right and decided that I'm strong enough and capable. And this is, I want to make this work. It is a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, like you've recognized that you've cheated in other relationships mm-hmm. too. I think, do you think that plays a role in the, the, your acceptance of that like, that you're not very perfect of like, you know, like how could I sit there and just walk away? That played a role. That's why I took him back in the very beginning. Cause we were just dating and I was like, you know what? I've done the same thing and I've wanted to be forgiven sure. and I wasn't. So mm-hmm. this is, that was kind of like my and that makes sense. forgiveness forgiveness for myself in I, a way. But I also like that you, it sounds <laughs> like you're, you're not just, you're not making necessarily excuses and you're not playing the role of a victim. Right. I mean, is that true? I, I doing, did the you first do couple some, months. But. I mean, I think that's common at <laughs> yeah. first, but uh-huh. now that you're, it sounds like you're now that you're doing, you're choosing to try to make this work. Yeah. And now you guys, as a couple, are choosing to figure out how you can do that. Mm-hmm. He's in therapy. 
Yeah. You guys are talking about it. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. You guys are, you're so public about it. Well, cause we started to realize it was actually helping people. Yeah, and so awesome. And everything I've ever been through, there's, I'm like, there's gotta be a reason why. And so I have a platform. So I didn't, and selfishly, like, I didn't want to feel alone either. I, I didn't, now I have all these women that reach out to me on Instagram and we have like this community of women that we're not bitching about our husbands on there, but we're saying like, Hey, you know, just, just to support and knowing that we're not alone in it has helped me so much too. So that's why I want to be able to do this. Cause there's so many people out there that are too afraid to, I was going to ask that. Do you feel almost weirdly like a sense of comfort from it? Oh, I love because it. Now that you yeah. put it out there, mm-hmm. uh, you're like, even if people judge you for it, you are showing strength. There will be someone showing, that needs it. Yes. Yeah. And then it's all, do you find it almost a level of protection? Um, well, now that you, sense? well, you guys are so public about it. Yeah. Like before it, like had Mike done this and he's a, you, he, you, you find out you guys are mm-hmm. dealing with this as a couple, but like, and it wouldn't be a shocker if you guys like, didn't really tell anyone about it. Yeah. Let's, you say you weren't in the public eye at all, right? And it was just like, you didn't even tell your families, but like maybe you had a couple best friends because you needed to get it out, but no one really knew about it and you're choosing to work and it's still this kind of secret. But now you guys are so public about it. Like, it's just, I f- you're, it's like everyone's watching you guys. And so there's a level of, because you have this support system, mm-hmm. I f- it's like, a, does it feel like a level of protection from your, all the people around like Mike give to his credit has been like, Hey, I've I'm, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. But now people know, yeah, you know, it, it would be like if the alcoholic admits he's an alcoholic and then someone sees him at a bar mm-hmm. and you're like, Whoa, buddy, I don't know if you should be here. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I never looked at it that from that same point. I looked at it in a way of where we felt like we had like support, but it's an interesting way that you phrased it. I mean, yeah, anything helps. <laughs> you know like i i would hope that if someone saw my husband in a bar and not being appropriate that they would dm me right yeah <laughs> i will i mean i like hey mike come on buddy <laughs> yeah. don't but think he, you should be doing that you said if he does it again it's like oh like you decided it i there's there's only so much i can f- emotionally hold mm-hmm. like i've and it won't be that where i would be I mean, of course I'd be devastated, but it's in, I'm at the place now where I would have empathy for his journey that he's going to have, but I can't, and I will be his friend through the entire thing. Cause I have so much empathy for people that have, they're going through addiction, but I just couldn't stand by as a spouse any longer in that situation because it has taken such a toll on me and our fa- family and our marriage and our kids where I, I would just need to separate myself from that because emotionally it, it just wouldn't be good for me anymore. How old are your kids? We have a six-month-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old. Okay, so they're too young at this point to process this. But it sounds like eventually they're going to know. Yeah, and once they get to the age of Google, like we want to be ahead of that and sure. sit them down and talk to them and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I think kids sense energy. Sure. And so, I mean, even when we got into a fight last night and I just, you know, even when I started yelling, I was like, oh, God, shit. Totally. So, I mean, I also... Then that's interesting you point that out because like right now, I don't think it doesn't seem like even though you were victimized by the situation that you're, you're, you, you're not acting like a victim. And I say that in a positive way. Um, but at some point, like you said, if this were to happen again, you've done everything you could. Mm-hmm. And then it sounds like you're saying, well, I'm either going to 
be a victim or I'm going to remove myself from a situation. I've tried my best, but I yeah. have no other option. And here's the thing. I mean, living with an addict, he can't say that he will never not cheat on me again. And that's a hard pill to swallow, knowing that it the the chances are very high that he will again because the turnover rate is insane for sex addiction. So is it the same as like any addiction? Like is, sure, I is, mean, is, I think is, the turnover rate is I don't, hard with a, a lot. I don't know this the stats. On rate so basically, the, they you know they they you know you asking, yeah for relapse. And so I, you know, there are certain things that and it, it's not even the physical act of it. If he even tries to go down that route again, like I, I just I can't anymore. Yeah. Because I, I, and I already am, I'm a wife of an addict, but there is, there comes that point where I can't keep allowing that to come into my life anymore. And I'll be his friend. I would 100% support him. He seems like a nice guy. I met him. He's a great guy. Very charming. Good looking. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, What do you mean by you're a love addict? Are you an also an addict or is that I am for sure a love addict. And that's a big thing, especially. make it up. I don't know, but she said she's, so Mike's. Married to an addict too. She said, "Is if she's I mean, married to an addict, as if she's not an addict." I'm, I'm saying, do you equate your addiction? I don't to the, go the to. I don't go to the twelve step love addiction meetings. So it's called SLAW, which is Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. So I don't go. So there is, it's a real term. It, I mean, it's I'm very all, I, real. I really there's, don't know. There's 22 million sex and love addicts um, anonymous in the United States, and they're lumped together. Well, so like Michael goes to only SA, which is sex addicts. Okay. He could go to SLAW, but um, you know he chooses to just go to SA because he identifies more as SA. What's a love addict? A love addict is someone, I mean, the God, that was me in my 20s. I was constantly wanting you to love me. And even if I didn't love you and you said, I, I, if I had a boyfriend, I, I was constantly finding someone else to love me. And it was just a vicious cycle because that was trying to fill my void that I had when I was a little girl. What do you mean by constantly getting someone to love you. I asked because if we, I didn't get a guy, sorry, to love me in the first two weeks, like that's my mission. I always was able to get that. And you say love, like you mean like um, guy who like says, I love, I love you. you. And then I'd be like, okay, thanks. I love you too. Bye. And then like on to the next, like I was yeah, vicious. I was vicious. Yeah, It was, I was bad. I was so bad. I was so bad. I, again, I don't know you very well. Uh, but the, when I did get to know you, you're clearly and I'm not, and like very, and this just reminds me of me. So I don't, this is not a criticism. You're a professional flirt. Yes. Yeah, so You're really good at and it. And that's the problem that I've had to be very careful with because I am a very flirtatious person. And sometimes I've gotten myself in situations where the love addict comes in. I'm like, oh God, now I'm in a freaking hotel room reading lines with this guy and I'm not supposed to be doing this. the reason I only brought that up because you're, you're, I'm, I'm getting to know you. You're telling mm-hmm. me about this love addiction I didn't know anything about. And I'm thinking to myself, because like, you're pretty, you're a flirtatious person. Mm-hmm. So you meet a guy, you do your thing. Mm-hmm. And said guys like, you know, let's say they don't know anything about you. And they're like, Jenna, I think she's, uh, she's into me. <laughs> and so what you're saying is that's that love addiction, Jenna, maybe, maybe coming out to get this guy to think this pretty girl's hitting on her. In my twenties. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. Savage. Yeah. Do you... Okay, so in fairness to you, though, that, here's my question. How do you decipher between love addiction and just people? Because we all have egos and we all like to be liked. Um, have you cheated I, in a relationship? I've never cheated. Um, I, uh, you know, like, you know, I've asked, like, have I been the uh, pinnacle boyfriend? I, I think I'm, I, I do pride myself when I'm in a relationship to be 
a great boyfriend in the sense that like I, I, I was raised really right. I'm very thankful of how my parents raised me and, and they've been such great examples of how to treat people in a relationship. I've held myself to a high standard in that regard, but have I uh, emotionally cheated at times uh, where at the end of a relationship? I'm sure I have. So if you were repeating that, then that's what would be the addiction. That's the thing. So yeah, that's the difference I will, like, between I've, I've recognized one or the that. Other. And then I re- that's was those were moments where I realized I need to end this relationship because I shouldn't be doing this and yeah. I shouldn't be I, I could tell that I was flirting with someone mm-hmm. and I liked it and I liked that she flirted back and that was when I knew like my relationship was over. Right. And so the love addict would continue to do that in each relationship. They wouldn't know they wouldn't have that you know, that thought to be like, oh, okay, this is what's what I'm doing and I need to stop this. Okay. And so what's the difference between the love addict and the the the, the douchey cheater who like the guy who just cheats or the girl, I mean, guys and girls because it wasn't who, who's cheating all the time because I, it wasn't about sex for me. It was about just the, oh, I get that the I emotional mean, love. I don't think I'm a love addict, but I definitely relate at least a little bit to the idea of sex addiction. No, I Are just sure? want to know if I can. What do you mean? Oh, like with a girl. Yeah. I'm uh, just like, I don't need to hook up with her. I don't want to have sex with her. But I just want to know. So then you would go to the fantasy. So you you would be part of the slaw, which is there's it's called fantasy. So it would be uh, you'd go into a meeting and be like, I I am addicted to fantasy. No, but you follow through. Most of the time, no. Oh, like he would. Yeah, I can see that about you. A hundred percent. Most of the time, no. Most like part of it was growing up and been a very Catholic family. So like, I know we talk about sex a lot and I'm sure, you know, with my character on the bat, sure it was like, oh, Nick has sex with everybody. Truthfully, when, you know- you That talk was up, Caitlin, that, that was a, that's what made you be like the- Well, no, it started with like, you know, the whole Andy thing. And so I, re- you know, so, and then it went there and then, you know, but- uh, But also you said to me, what am I, else am I going to do on a Wednesday night? Just stay home or go out with like an Instagram model. I never Ew. said. I never said Instagram. No, see, this is you misremembering things. No, I I have admitted that sometimes I go out with people that girls, I, girl, w- women, children. <laughs> no, God, that I know, like that they probably aren't going to be my person. Like, why bother then? Because it's Wednesday night. You're in Four. your th- older, like your late thirties. Like, stop. Who's, this could be a 29-year-old who, like, I just know they're not my person. Yeah, but why? Like, th- like why? What's the effing point? Like, why do it? I'm bored. But so addict. Yeah, there's so many other things. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to give you that title because you don't even deserve that title because you're just that douchey guy. What does that make <laughs> me douchey? <laughs> well, whatever. I'm fine with this. But, like, if I'm someone who, like, all my, you know, like, I'm... I'm aware, like, I make a lot of choices in terms of, like, I say no to a lot of things in terms of, like, you know, that's not for me. I, like, I'm past that. But, like, if if I go out with someone, also, I do believe in you just never know, right? Like, I joke about it a lot. We're like, this is probably not my person. But, mm-hmm. like, you know what? Again, if it's a Wednesday night, I'm done with my work. My friends are doing whatever, like, they ha- or they have kids. And some girl I think is attractive. I don't know much about her wants to go have a drink i'm a douche for saying yes no. or i'm an addict no you said there there's only two options do nothing or go out with the, the girl i don't know on that particular it's, night 
uh, when I like I when I when I say it's just another Wednesday night, I literally mean like it's Wednesday. I'm like it's there's no, not a lot going on. I get that, but if you really want to be serious about finding the one, then you should be a little bit more selective because remember your persona. People are watching you. People are if they're going to continuously see with Instagram models. Some no good girl me. is not going to be. It, so you guys are just private then? I think we're really shitting on Instagram models no. as if they're not real people. Guys, they're Someone real too. Stand they're up just for them. like us. <laughs> like it's fun. everyone. I mean, no. No, but I'm, I'm saying, not like, very just, public about my dating life. No, no, in the sense I understand that, like, that, but you're still whole, like, being I'm, out in the public. That's what I'm saying. So you're still going out in public. So your persona, like you, if you're really trying to find someone, you should be. People are just going to see you continuously with a different model or girl, and so then that's what pe- they're not going to think that and if someone actually likes you that hasn't met you yet they're not going to think that you actually want to be committed because you're out f- you know flandering or whatever that word in is in reality i i go on dates with all sorts of different types of women married single <laughs> that are all single to my knowledge pregnant <laughs> and they are like do i find them attractive sure but i i'm a big believer and you can be mature for your age, sure, but there's also life experiences that people are going to have in their early parts of their life mm-hmm. uh, that I think are important to have, especially if you're not going to experience with someone who hasn't. Like, yeah. there's something to be said about like two young people who who met and they love each other, um, and they might be ready to settle down, but they're going to experience life together. But if if I were to say to date someone who's 23, mm-hmm. fine. You know, it's not like it happens, but there's going to be situations where uh, she she experiences something or I might hinder her from her experiencing something. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what that is, but the, there's just so much growth in your early 20s that people, men and women both have, that if they try to cheat that and like try to like... Uh, like if they're dating an older person who's done that, so they're like kind of dismissive of a situation like, oh, well, I used to do that when I was young and they're kind of condescending and mm-hmm. the younger person tries to, I think that can affect that relationship. And yeah. I, I try not to do that. And when I've uh, when I've gone on dates with younger people and it kind of goes really well, that's a concern of mine. And sometimes I will, I've often most of the time have walked away from that where it's just like, you know, I really like you. And if you were older, I would really want to see this was go, this will go, but I Again, part of, I really want to have kids. I really do. And I know that, especially when it relates to dating anyone, say, who's like 26 or younger, uh, especially in this town, there's a good chance they won't want to. And it's just like, it's not fair for me to put that expectation on you. Mm-hmm. I know I want that. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when it comes to my dating life or do I want to get married in a conservative, uh, like a Catholic church or whatever, those things have like are all fluid. Do I need to do I need to marry someone who's Catholic? No, you know I didn't. I felt very differently when I was like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen about that. Of course. Uh, but I've always wanted to be a father, you know. And so at the point of my life, I really want to be a dad. Um, and so mm-hmm. it's I don't want to put myself in a situation where it would just it's not on the table. Yeah. Where like if I date someone who's like you know twenty four, twenty five, it's realistic they could be like I don't want to have kids till I'm thirty, Nick. And I'm like that makes sense, but mm-hmm. I don't want to have you know, I want to, I want to be a dad. No, I mean, that's when I, when I met Mike, I, I said to him, I was like, look, this is gonna be real forward, but I'm 31 years old. I want kids in the next two years. I want to get married. And if you are not on that page, you're great. But I, I just, this is what I want. And I would have said next. Uh, yeah. Why do we have signed to, up? Why do we have to, why do we have to show on Instagram <laughs> models? You know, I'm not, there's, you nothing. could be an, you could have you know, like your Instagram I'm, model. I'm, I'm a mom. 
you're a good looking girl who posts pictures on Instagram with a following. Thanks. Oh my God, guys. <laughs> but I'm just mom saying, model. Like, no, I mean, mom I, I will model. say like, I get, I do get defensive. Like, I take I, it back. I, I joke about my dating life and it's always bad. like, oh, no, it's fine. You do like, oh, you're going out with an Instagram model. It's just like, uh, what does that even mean? Uh, I understand the cliche and I don't, I, I don't go, I never go out with women that if I see them on Instagram and there's like half naked photos. Or, I mean, sometimes I'll go. With, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, I'm just saying if there's clearly just nothing there, no, like, because you can have, like, Instagram is a narcissistic thing. It's vanity. It's doesn't like, have to be, though. doesn't have. Follow at Kramer Girl and you'll just see the real, real. <laughs> it's still a lot of you, I'm guessing. No. I, if you obviously don't. I do follow Instagram. you. It's all my family and our messy life. If I have. My a, last post is about my miscarriages. Yeah, but like. You know, it's still about you and your family, right? It's not, about, but it's not. But I'm not doing. I'm not. I think it's a photos. great page. But Thanks. I joke like on my Instagram. Look, look if at that. I, family, family, family. I wish mm -hmm. I had a girlfriend slash wife and a child. Don't look at my baby to, boy. I wish I had that. You know, I'm 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 desperately painting with my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> You have your shirt off all the time. You're like, why brush? Why brush? Why are you brushing your teeth without your shirt off? Again, it's a. It's. I hope people realize it's meant to be somewhat comical and like obviously yeah. that I'm making fun of it because yeah. like that's what people. My Instagram is not for me. It's yeah. for the people who who are following. So it's like. But I guess that's what I'm saying is like. Oh, I did have that bra one, but that was for. A, I try a, not to. Uh, whatever. I uh, I I try to be very open. I am. Uh, I do hold myself to a standard when I'm dating. Does that mean I go on a date with someone that it's just like, yeah, chances are probably not going to work out, but let's see where it goes. The point of all this is when we were going back is that I don't talking about whether I'm an addict or a love addict. I would often, I don't like to sleep around in a sense that I never, my whole life. And I think sort of it came from like a Catholic guilt thing is that I never looked, I would never go out and try to have sex. I would never. Um, then I think I, you're good. I, but I would try to know if I could have sex. And that's a love addict. Isn't that just someone who has some vanity issues and maybe a little bit of an ego? And, and like, maybe a little, you maybe you're on the spectrum of love addiction. Do you don't think most people are like that? No. Mm -mm. Hmm. I don't. It's okay. No. Well, I'm a love addict, borderline narcissist. <laughs> And a dick. Oh no! No former. Former dick. Mm -hmm. I'm, nice. Are I like you. You're good. You're good. You're here's good the thing about me, Jenna, is that uh, I have layers. I'm. We all have I, layers. I say this whether you want to take this as a positive thing or a negative thing. I'm generally the same person as I've always been. I've grown and I've matured and I've learned about life, but my personality. It's the exact same as when I was 14. And that is, at first, I can come across as sometimes intimidating, abrasive, maybe douchey or aloof. Depends on how you want to classify it. And then once I open up and people get to know me, they have a very different point of view. It's still the same guy. Do you wish you would have picked someone else on The Bachelor when it was your season? No. No. Who's the runner-up? Uh, Raven. Uh, I don't know who she. I don't, know I she don't think. Rachel. I don't think my person was casted. Your person. I, I don't think. I, I again, great group of women. Uh, I don't think the person. I don't think I screwed up. I don't think Vanessa was my person. We gave it our absolute all. 
but I don't have any regrets and I don't think I should have picked someone else or I, you know, messed up there. I don't think my person was casted on, on my season. Hmm. Uh, why? Did, why? I was just curious. Yeah. It was just I, interesting. There's Did no, you love her at the final, like the final rose? I was when obsessed. You, yeah. No, I mean like when, when it was live to, to, you know, when everyone knew and found out. Uh, well, we were struggling at that point. It oh, was, okay. yeah. I mean, did I still, I, I was very optimistic and hopeful. I mean, did I love her? Of course, at that point, but it was hard. I mean, that's no different. You hear stories and like, there's a lot of behind the scenes stories and I've, I won't name names, but like other leads and relationships, you come out in the after the final rose and most people are like, oh, we're so in love. This is great. And then you like hear things about like, right before we got on stage, we were screaming at each other. Oh my God. Like uh, that's almost the norm. Can you tell me who? No. Why? I, afterwards I will, because it's not for me to say. And I don't, you know, like it's like assume everyone, honestly, like I haven't heard a, <laughs> at that point. It's such in fairness to the, all those couples, especially the winners. Yeah. Right. Because it's such the, the time from getting engaged to the, after the final rose, mm -hmm. it's a very challenging situation for, the winners, the winner being like, they are, are first they get proposed to, and then there's a download of like all the shit the lead did while dating. And maybe there's sex and maybe there's not sex. And then you have to rewatch those relationships back on TV. Meanwhile, everyone else kind of like bonds. And because you're the winner, you kind of get separated. And sometimes you separate yourself. It's just a, it's just a lot for the winner to deal with. And that creates an enormous amount of uh, stress on the relationship. Some of those people handle it better than others. Yeah. And and I think that's what, like Rachel was here and she talked about how great Brian was. There was a lot of things that sounds like Brian did in that period that was great. Yeah. I didn't have that benefit. Mm. Um, and it was very challenging, but it, I think it's just a, it's a difficult situation. Yeah. She's sweet. Are we taking callers? Yeah, we let's are. do it. You ready for it? Yeah. You want to hear our theme song for the yeah, calls? Yeah, I, I heard a little like, <laughs> I'm not yawning because I'm bored. I'm yawning because I'm tired. What's your job today? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. Ooh. Hi, Lauren. How are hey, you? Hey, Lauren. I'm good. How are you? I'm Jana. This is Nick. <laughs> okay, so I really need your opinion um, and insight, I guess. Um, so I come from a Jewish religious family. Um, and modern, but like religious. Um, and I know like with your like Catholic religious background, what mm -hmm. I've heard you talk about, it's kind of similar in a lot of ways. Um, so I kind of, one thing, they're very conservative. Um, so I have two older siblings and one is more like me. And then the other one is like normal, like my parents. I would say in the past like three years, I've gotten like less religious and doing my own thing. And I'm very comfortable now, like where I am overall. And I've kind of like come, my brother knows more. Um, we're very close. Um, but one thing, because my parents are very conservative, I like told no things and like my parents don't necessarily know things. Um, so growing up very conservatively, um, one thing in like growing up religious, like kind of like you've mentioned before, like sex is like a big no, like before that. Sure. Yeah. How old are you? Just real fast. 
What? How old are you? I'm 21. Okay. okay. Um, so, but recently I'm like, I've, I'm like friends with a lot of guys mainly. Okay. Um, and one of, like, I became like really close, like recently this past year, I have like one really close guy friend and we started hooking up and, um, he's had sex before. Um, and he was really respectful, never pressured me, nothing. Um, and then I told him I wanted to. Um, I always thought I was going to save it for marriage. Like, I felt like I personally always wanted that. Um, I I also have, like, abandonment, abandonment and trust issues in general. Um, so I think I kind of realized that it made me from that and not anymore from the religious reasons. So it sounds like, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what your question is. You're You're hanging out with this guy and you're debating whether you should lose your virginity to him? Sounds like she already has. No, so- you did. Yeah. Okay. You've had sex. Okay. What's your, what, yeah. so what's your question? So, yeah. So now like my question is like, I kind of, I mean, since writing to you guys, I've kind of like seen more, I guess, like the terms, but I guess like my question really is like, at first <laughs> I felt like this guilt and like this shame. And like, again, I wanted to do like nothing. Like it's nothing to do about him. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it's more of like, coming from like I guess this place of like growing up in a religious household. Sure. Um and always having I went to like like religious schools um growing up. So I guess like and like I'm in college now, like almost graduating, like I just like I'm living my life, but like there's a part of me that's still like still has that I guess. Totally. Passion kind of like I think I have, I think I have an answer for you. I'll give okay. it my best shot. And again, I'm almost going to relate to this to my experience. It's like you're, you're 21. So you're not like super young, but you're young. Like you're not that far. You're not that many years removed from like quite honestly, childhood or growing up in your parents' household. You're like three or four years removed from being in that house and going to church with your family and hearing the things that from your parents. I'm not here to say whether religion is a good or a bad thing. It's played a very positive role in my life in a lot of ways. And I I still uh, am proud that I grew up Catholic and it it gave me a great moral compass. Um, You know, I joke, we talked about Catholic guilt is a real thing. You might probably call it Jewish guilt or whatever, right? Uh, There's a lot of shame that comes with how those things are taught to us as, as children. I think it's just at this point in your life, you're in early adulthood. I think it's important for you to continue to a be thankful of the of how you were raised and 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 the probably I'm assuming the good moral values your parents gave you. But now that you're an adult, it is now up to you to find your own compass, right? And to decide for yourself what is right for you, right is what is wrong for you, and you have to make those decisions as a person. You have to maybe kind of reset and you know, when it comes to your religious faith and your role in in the church, you have to decide what you want from it and like, you know, uh, what you get out of it. Um, and you have to be comfortable with that decision. And regardless of what your parents think and whether if they judge you for it or not, you have to be your own person. And I'm assuming they will love you regardless. Um, so I'm guessing they love your older brother who is maybe is doing his own thing. And then you just have to find that 
place with God in terms of what you're comfortable with, but you, you can't live in guilt and, and shame and regret your whole life. And I can tell you from personal experience, it takes a few years to get to a place where you're comfortable with the decisions you make. So I guess my point is take it easy on yourself. Try not to judge yourself as much as you probably are with your actions, because it's going to do you no good to do what you want to do. And then constantly question every decision you, you make for like three or four days and feel guilty because someone told you you're in a burning hell when you were 14 for doing the things you're doing right now. Right. You're right. You sound... Yeah. yeah, you made a good point. Like, um, I feel like there's so many values I still appreciate and like there's traditions or customs I still like love, you know, and I'm yeah. sure like like you feel the same way and like a lot of people may, may not. Um, so there's definitely positive things that I appreciate, but there is that like one thing that I just like. And I guess you're right. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen overnight. You're, you're so, you're not just, you're not that far from move from home. So just, uh, you start to grow as your own person and, and use the things that you were taught when you were younger is, uh, you know, you have a good moral compass. You were taught a lot of great things. You, you know, right and wrong. And some of the other stuff, you know, try not to, try not to shame yourself, uh, that much. I mean, live your life. And, and then eventually God will judge us all <laughs> and hopefully we make it, you know, <laughs> see you in hell, bitch. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> right. I mean, listen, that's the, the, that's the truth though, is a lot of people, I will say when it comes to religion, a lot of people like to point fingers, you know, a lot of people like to tell you what you're doing right or wrong. And certainly your parents are trying to like, they were taught something and they're trying to be the best parents they can be by teaching you something. And I know the Bible says a lot of things, but we also don't know. And we'll all figure it out one day when we die and we'll find out, you know, if there's a God, if he is, were we right or were we wrong about some of the things we believed in? And then like, we'll figure it out. But until then, be a good person, um, follow your heart and, and try not to beat yourself up over living your life. Okay. I really appreciate it. It was really helpful. All right. Well, hopefully have a great weekend. All right. Thank you so much. All right, bye-bye. Bye, guys. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm Nick. This I'm is Jana Kramer. Jana? Nice to meet you. Hi. What's your name? Ireland. Ireland, nice to meet Ireland. you. What a Sweetie. lovely name. Pretty hair. I thought that was a Backstreet Boys poster That's in the background. Funny. What is it? Is that that 70s show? Yes. Wow. Kenosha, Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, what is your question? So, I've been hooking up with this guy just casually, but there are times where he finishes, like, really, really quickly, like, quickly enough to warrant a conversation afterward, (laughs) and it's so obviously premature, but I don't know, like, what to say when it happens. You say sometimes. (laughs) What do you mean by sometimes? Like, it's not, like, super frequent, but, like... Enough where I want to know what to say when it happens. When you say freaking, are we talking like two pump chump or like, are we talking less than a minute? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, less than a minute. Oh man. Yes. Is there a foreplay going on? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and so your question is how, what, cause you, are you, are, are you, are you talking about it? You haven't brought it up. Acknowledges it afterward. He said, like last time, for example, he said, I can tell you seem not mad, 
just disappointed. Ah! I don't know how to Spoken like a true parent, you know. I think... I My first instinct is to laugh, and I don't want to do that. Obviously, make him feel insecure, but it's also like... I've had a lot of sex issues in my relationship, and one of the best... like. Having conversations, honestly, the best thing you can do, but also for guys, some guys just have this problem. Some guys, um, we never think guys are in their head, but guys can be very sexually in their head about things. And sometimes, you know, women just think that every single time the guy's got to be hard and they're going to come and this is that. But sometimes guys can't. And because they have their own stuff going on because they can be in their head, but having the conversation where you don't point it at him in a negative way. Cause then he'll get really in his head, but just be like, Hey, just so you know, like I really enjoy this, but at the same time, I would like to feel good too. So I think having that communication where he wants to then take care of you, like his mission will be to take care of you and not, but don't like shame him or anything like that. Cause then that could really screw up down there, but going at it from a way, like, I really like this. I just would love maybe if you could, try to also please me as well. How old are you guys? I'm 21 and he's 22. Okay. So you guys are, but it doesn't have to end after he comes. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like if, if, uh, I think kind of, that's what Jana was alluding to is listen, he's, he's young, he's excited. He probably thinks you're pretty hot. These are, you know, these are, None of nothing that's happening is necessarily bad. It could be worse. Yeah, it could, you know? it could not even come up. Well, I've had that um, issue. That's it, hard. It, 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 you know, so you're doing something right that's working for him. So that's great. But yeah, or like so, when he is done, is it it just over? He doesn't think. Well, hey, good for me, but no. what do you yeah, want? Yeah, no, there's it's the end after that. And like, to me, that's ew. very selfish, and I don't yeah. like. I've always hated that with guys, and yes. that's. It's just been, and I mean, honestly, even just my husband, sometimes I'm like, Hey, like I also need to be taken care of too. And sometimes it feels very selfish when you don't at least try. Cause some nights I don't want to, but some, if you don't even try to make sure that I'm okay, like that bothers me and makes me feel like you don't respect me or you don't care about me or you don't care about like how I feel. Um, Mm I, I totally agree. I mean, again, I've, I've gotten older and, and, but I, I, I know, again, I've always, I feel like I've always, from, from what I can remember, been this way. It's like, ideally, if I'm hooking up with someone, mm-hmm. uh, I would prefer that she came first. So it's kind of like, yeah. if you're, if you guys are always. open enough to talk about it, it's like, I want you to come because the idea is once I, like with when, when, men, are done. when men come, it's like, you're, they're done. They're done. Yeah. Like, like, it's not as like. It's not as hard. It's not as whatever. It's like it, they're done. They're, they're they're yeah. They literally can't. They're done, right? Yeah. I got um, guys that aren't done though. Well, but well, see, for me, I'm done. I I for me, sexually, I'm like, ugh, gross. Like you've already done it. Like I'm not as interested anymore. But part of personally. it, part of it is, I think there's a, a there. Well, I guess there's like kind of that stereotype. So like like physical physiology physical physio. Fuck. Physiologically. Yeah. Our bodies, men, like there are, like we are actual done. It doesn't mean we're like, but we're not. Your mouth still works. Exactly. We're not useless. I'm saying like the erection goes down. And if you're young enough, it'll like give them three minutes. It'll come back up. Or sorry, or really fast. Another thing you can do is if for some reason, like he physically has an issue because some guys do have him help you with either to again, do stuff afterwards or grab your freaking rabbit and do it with him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, my guess is he's probably nothing wrong with him. He's probably just a, a 22 year old 
kid who who thinks that when he's when he's done (laughs) that you're done right and i i think he you need to kind of coach him up that and and raise your expectations like i think it's right you don't tell you don't chastise him don't make him feel like he's doing something wrong but say that's great i'm glad i'm ready for mine you know but Uh, say it in a way where it's respectable and be like, I love this. I just would also love to feel good too. You just, you know what you say? You just say, you know, it would really turn me on if you do this for me. And I think if you say that to a guy and you tell him what would turn you on, that should get him excited. He should want to turn you on. I have a question though. Does he even ever make her come? Have you ever had an orgasm with him? Uh, Not during sex. I knew it. Not so okay. He not during sex. Have you had an orgasm with him outside of sex? Yeah. So yeah. great. This is well. I, again, I, I, is it true? You guys are women. That some women can and some women can't. Um, usually, no. it, it, you you. I mean, they're not doing it right. Okay, but like some. But I'm saying because you it can easier? at least do the orgasm or the friction. Is it? E- but I'm saying for some women, is it easier to come ver- versus sex than not? I just, this is what I, I don't. You have to be in certain. Uh, I'm like, talking about just in general. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, well, you have to be in a certain position for me personally. Sure. Yeah. Right. Right. There's preferences. Like, and it, it sounds it, like it, this it, guy <laughs> might be too, too quick to even give our, 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 our lovely friend, lovely friend a chance. But the good news is it sounds like he can without sex. So like the solution, the problem is to like, just make him do what he's doing. And if he's so fast, make sure he does his thing for you before you even start having sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, no. May, no. what do you mean? No, don't have her come before sex. Not and before sex. No, because she yeah. wants to have, like you want to have well, that I mean, orgasm going, during it's sex. It's taking him a minute. I know, but you know, just maybe try doing it more frequently. So he won't come as fast. Should you tell him to masturbate before? Maybe that could be something, you know, he could just, like, Hey, like coming, maybe like masturbate. Like hey, I'm coming over, buddy. Before. Rub one out. Uh, I don't know. Listen, I I think he's not your lobster. Just have fun. But I but I think what's the biggest takeaway of this call is that you guys have should, empathy and have a good conversation. And good, yes, communicate. You guys are on the same page, and For so that you guys can both meet your needs. Have your expectations of what you deserve, but articulate in a way that doesn't belittle him. Yes, amen. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, thank you so much. Go hump one out. Go have some fun. Get yours. (laughs) Take care. Have a good one. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, like, I mean, in terms of, like, sex, like, you... Yeah. um, You just have to have the conversation, but it's you have to do it in a way, because I've done it very wrong sometimes, where I said, you are so selfish. And saying that then just makes the guy very angry. I think it's fair for a woman to call a guy selfish if they have... May I finish? (laughs) Yes. I know I talk a lot and I knew interrupt, but like you, you, you uh, we would never finish a conversation. We wouldn't. Nope. Uh, no, but I'm saying, I do think it's fair. If a guy, if you have sex and a guy finishes and comes and he is, doesn't offer, or let's say he doesn't offer, maybe he's in, that's inconsiderate, but he's selfish. If she asks and he's like, yeah, I'm done. Then he's selfish. He, cause any guy, even after they, come can still go down on your girl can touch her can do whatever she asked him to do and maybe even like in a few minutes 
he'll be back in action. I'm just saying if he's unwilling to try and put the effort in, that is selfish. Yes, but you can still deliver it in a healthier way instead of being passive with it. Sure. Yeah. What? what? Fine. Because that's what like, because I've done it better where I'm like, you're so selfish. And then the other night I was like, you know, it just feels very selfish to me when this happens. Uh, that is, yes. I mean, I don't think it's ever positive to yell at someone and <laughs> say you're selfish. But I'm just saying, I do Your think- Your dick is selfish. Uh, I think it sounds like guys, sh- women should definitely expect it of guys. And the stereotype that if a guy is done, he's done is true, but not necessarily true in the sense that the intimacy doesn't have to be done. Yeah, I think, yeah. And yes. there's other ways of, of being intimate than having sex. Dude, I mean, sometimes, you know, just yeah, the rabbit's better. Not, you know, saying sex isn't better, but just like, it's just, it's easy. I get that. And I also, you know, when you're they're, tired, they're you're young, saying, but I think ideally if you're in a relationship, you guys should talk about what you both basically. like and what works out so that you get on the same page. So you can be like, same time, same time, same time. Uh, same time would be a baby. Well, not necessarily. If it's same time, how could you be same time? And well, then there's uh, condoms. There's uh, birth control. There's <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm Listen, you have the luxury of being married. Um, we still don't. We, he's even snipped. But he hasn't done it enough to make him sterile yet. Okay, I don't. I'm not following <laughs> this at all. It's okay. Next time you come on, we'll talk about that. Well, Jana, thanks for coming on. Thanks so you're moving. you're moving. This is it. This is it. This is probably our last, unless you're going to like any iHeartRadio stuff, I probably will never see you again. I hope to see you again. I hope to see you too. I hope you come to Nashville. Will you can be our guest in Nashville? Where are you doing your podcast in Nashville? From our house and then the iHeart uh, Studio. They have an iHeart Studio now. They do. Bobby Bones uh, has records there. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we'll use his studio and then we'll record from home. Well, good luck with your move. Thank you. I Say hi to Mike for me. I will. He's uh, driving cross country right now, so I'm home yeah. alone with the baby. It's going to be well, super. Where's he fun. going? Um, he's driving his truck to Nashville. Yeah, I know. So it's uh, going to be <sighs> cray cray when I get back. Well, thank you for being so open and honest. Um, I'm always, uh, I love it when people do that. It gets conversations going. And so whether you agree with us or disagree with us, at least we're talking about it. Exactly. Good to talk to you. Yeah. Until next time, <laughs> we open another file. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> 